Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of season two. And today we have another fantastic marketer. I keep using that word, but like, I don't know what else to say, giving us a little inside scoop on a recent campaign that she was a part of creating, executing and measuring. And this isn't just like any campaign. I feel like a lot of podcasts probably start that way. Oh, we're going to hear the inside scoop of a campaign. This is like the ultimate LinkedIn biggest campaign, at least I've seen, unless you live in a LinkedIn rock, which like good for you if you avoid LinkedIn. But we're going to get the inside scoop on the Survivor, Survivor with AI, multi-month series and game hosted by Mutiny. And this campaign was created to really just help educate marketers who don't know much about AI or maybe started using it on the different ways AI could help with their day-to-day workflow, all wrapped into like a super fun, I love the Survivor-themed competition and a $10,000 prize, plus more prizes like weekly bonus prizes and things for most creative submissions and referrals. Such fun, like was really fun to watch as we were also a sponsor. So kind of follow along and watch how Molly, you all created this. But yes, I just gave away today. We'll be talking with Molly from Mutiny. If you're not familiar with Mutiny, it lets you create personalized experiences for target accounts at scale to turn your website into your number one growth channel. Like I said, we're going to be hearing the inside scoop of how this campaign was run, how it was executed, and also like how you got bought in to do something so creative and different. So I've been talking for too long, but Molly, before we dive into Survivor, what you drinking today? Because I know you have a fun drink. Uh, yes, I ha- I'm really into herbal drinks. So I have a rosemary gin and tonic with homegrown rosemary that is mostly dying, but I found like one last green looking sprig uh, to throw my drink for today. I'm sad this is an audio platform and people can't see how beautiful your drink looks. Hopefully people will watch the video too. But I'm curious, have you tried any other like herbal drinks or has it just been rosemary? So I love lavender too. Also growing lavender, not quite as uh, as brown yet. I had a really good cilantro margarita, which I don't know, it was like smelled like you were eating salsa, but it was really delicious. I really like that. It was like an entire head of cilantro in the cup as you were drinking, which I know it's polarizing. Not everyone's into it. I'm really into it. Um, So I really like that one. Obviously mint, but. And Ben, I was going to say, how does that drink, that fancy rosemary cocktail compared to what you're drinking today? Well, I would say that I don't know if it compares or not because I'm drinking the uh, Rocky Mountain party water per usual here. uh, So you can't go wrong. Heading to Denver for the holidays here in a little bit. So I will be drinking nothing but banqueting cores for the foreseeable future. So you're practicing. That's what I like to think. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a strange concept because I'm drinking beer and I'm also drinking coffee because it's, you know, 1246 my time right now. And I've been on a bunch of back to back. So it's a little bit weird going back and forth, but wasn't going to let you drink alone, Molly. I appreciate that. Yeah, I really was lame today. I'm filming a WeWork again. If anyone watching or watching the video, that's why I'm, it looks like I'm in a phone booth because I am. So I have WeWork sponsored tea. But next time I do this, I'm going to sneak in like a little airplane handle or something. <laughs> Spike coffee. Exactly. Um, well, cool. Now that we know about your creative drink, would love to hear more about the creative survivor campaign. Flawless transition there. So Molly, I know I gave a little bit of background on it, but just would love to hear, you know, the origin story of like how this survivor campaign came to be. Yeah, it was, um, it's actually like a recycled idea. We, we have AI built into mutiny and the first version of this campaign was like, we really want to like be an AI product, you know, that trend of like now with AI, which, you know, in retrospect, I'm really glad we didn't do because that's like throw up compared to (laughs) like, you know, it actually having a benefit to you to just say like, here's the thing we do. 
But the idea was we were, it was going to be a customer campaign where we had our customers use our AI features and then compete in some way and then generate a bunch of like case stories and things to talk about. We ended up not doing that, but we like had created some graphics and things like that. So we kind of already had the brand. And then we wanted to do like a big user conference or virtual conference, some kind of like big launch moment, although we weren't really launching anything. (laughs) So Ryan actually like in a dream woke up and was like, we can have it all. We can have both campaigns. This, they can be the same thing. And so we started like drawing it out together and and mapping out what it looked like. Um, Probably shocking to most people I had never seen Survivor. And so my first homework was like, go binge a couple of seasons and figure it out. But I over pivoted on like the first season I watched is I was like, oh, yeah, so we'll have brains, beauty, brawn. And they're like, that's just a thing in the one season you watch. Like that's not nobody will know what that is. Yeah, it was funny talking to Ryan about it and him telling that like part of the homework assignment was like just making everyone watch Survivor and his favorite part seemed that this now his whole company got obsessed with Survivor. It's a good way like force everyone to binge watch your show is make it a marketing homework. A marketing requirement, yes. And one thing I was curious about, because like I mentioned, we were a sponsor. We got brought in pretty early. We've done stuff in the mutiny before it made sense for us. But like, how did you decide to go from a user conference to, okay, this is something that we need to bring in sponsors to and then offer a $10,000 prize? So I, I mean, my background's a little interesting too. Like I've only actually been a marketer for a quarter and Survivor is actually the only thing I've done basically. (laughs) If you can believe it, I've been like always marketing adjacent. So I've always worked with marketers. I've been kind of a marketing consultant. So I'd help build plans, but never like in the seat to execute them. I've always just been a huge fan of gamification in general. I love games. I love playing games. I'm obsessed with Duolingo. I'm like obsessed with the user psychology of like what gets people hooked and what builds positive connections. I built a lot of that into the like mutiny customer experience and the onboarding experience on the CX side, which is where I came from. And now coming into marketing, of course, my thought is like, how do we make it a game? (laughs) Anything I do, how do we make it a game? And so like, I think coming into that with that kind of a lens for it, We wanted to make sure that we could have some fun around it. And the $10,000 prize, there was also some inspiration that came from HQ Trivia that came in, which they had, I don't know, I think it was more than $10,000. I don't know if it was like a million dollar prize or something, but it was like a daily trivia thing. So we sort of wanted to have a concept like that, the B2C style incentive and campaign and, and initiative with B2B educational experience and content. So like blending some of those concepts together. Sponsors is actually like, we've never had sponsors for anything, but I think given the cost we were expecting where we had three parts of the campaign, we had the premiere, we have the game component, and then we had the in-person events. All in all, like costs were going to be over $100,000. So one part of it was, sure, like how do we offset some of the costs? But I think for us, the bigger lever is like, it's obviously a ton of work to build. Like we custom built a game portal. There's no tech that does what we wanted to do. So we actually built the entire thing ourselves. We produced more than seven hours of content. We had 21 amazing speakers come in and teach episodes. Like it was a lot of work to bring all of this together and then plan the in-person events and all of these things. We need to make sure we had people playing the game. We had people that were actually coming. And so the biggest reason why we reached out to sponsors is distribution. We wanted help with getting in front of their networks, getting people signed up, 
getting people involved and engaged and then also help with getting speakers and those part of the play too. And curious, I know like, you know, you've done such a great job at Mutiny creating a brand where you do interesting new things, you run different campaigns, but was this like a hard sell to anyone at leadership or in sales when it comes like, hey, marketing to attend all this time towards this brand campaign. Yes, we will generate obviously pipeline leads and customer appreciation from it. But is the whole team just like, I don't want to say brainwashed, but like, yep, yep, you know, marketing, do whatever you want. Or was there any uh, internal selling that that took place? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to say this without sounding braggy, but like we always hit our numbers. (laughs) So I think that's a huge part of it is like, you know, marketing kind of has free reign in the company to do what we want to do because we have trust with leadership that we're going to reach our goals by the end of the day. So knowing that it's actually the goals that dictate it, right? Like we have big goals for this quarter that we need to hit. We need to do something big. We can't just run the same place we've been doing. We need a big activation moment that's going to bring in a lot of leads and it's going to feed us through the holidays, through the slowdown period as well. So I think part of it was like, we needed to do something really big. And then the other kind of thing we had going for us, I think was me (laughs) as a new member to the team was like, I wasn't being taken away from anything else. Like I was net new ad. So I could basically like devote my entire time to building this out versus like it didn't have to take away from anything else. Molly, I have a question for you. Maybe not super campaign related, but you mentioned you just transitioned into the marketing role not too long ago. Um, what were you doing prior to marketing? You mentioned you working marketing adjacent and, and what really got you excited about diving into marketing? Yeah, I, um, I came from math and I started my career as an analyst at a marketing agency. And it was totally focused on website optimization. So I was pulling a bunch of web data, coming up with ideas for experiments, running tests, analyzing them, reporting on them. And then I moved into a consulting role where I started building experimentation programs with enterprises. So I'd go on site with Gap for a few months or on site with BlackRock for a few months and help them build experimentation programs, teach them how to do it, hire teams behind me, and then like move on to the next company. And then Jolly found me, our our CEO, and brought me on to build our CX team at Mutiny, which I took a lot of that inspiration on, like being consultative, being an agency side, but bringing that into the experience at Mutiny. And so helped build with all of our customers, like how do you build your personalization programs? How should you think about this? How do you implement the best practices? And then I guess like was looking for a way to somehow get even closer to customers. And so I thought, you know, just to come one right now. And that'll be, I'm, I'm now like in the skin of the marketer <laughs> on, on that side. But um, for me, like I'm a builder. I'm like, I like to be creative. I like green space. I like the zero to one stage. And CX is now built up. You know, we have a team of, I think like 10 people now and we have established processes. It's in good hands. It was time for me to like go build something else. That's really cool. That was a great story. I love listening to that. That was awesome. Thanks. I was going to say that makes a lot of sense, Molly, because what I think what being a sponsor, what I was so impressed about was just like, yeah, how this was all built from nothing. You mentioned how it was built from like, there was no portal, there was no system, there's no playbook for this. Like, I found it so impressive just to watch because I kind of almost got the inside speak, like as you were building it out and really seeing like what you do when you can just have entire creative freedom. Was that ever scary or is that just like your skill set? Like, no, that's exciting for me. Um, it's exciting for me. I think it was scary for my boss, Ryan, (laughs) who was like, uh, how's this coming together? Is this happening? How does it work? And I was like, don't worry, Ryan, it's all done. It's all, it all works. And like, I basically like built the front end of the game portal without any 
nothing worked. It was just, it was just the picture of the thing. <laughs> I was like, no, no, it's built, it's built. So he was definitely like maybe sweating it a little bit more. I'm just, I'm always very independent. So I'm like, it'll happen and it's fine. But it, I'm a, more of a dreamer than a planner. And so it was more of like a, I'll figure it out as I get there, which makes it really hard to like plan for and work as a team, I think. <laughs> if that's the case, Molly, as far as more of like a dreamer than a planner, and like Natalie knows that resonates very strongly with me, I would say, what were the success metrics like for you? How important was that when you were pitching this idea? And then from just like looking back at it, was it successful? Were you pleased with the results, whether it was qualitative or quantitative? I'm excited to hear how that went. Yeah. Um, the first target was maybe aspirational, I want to say. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. But Ryan was like, 10,000 people. Let's get 10,000 people signed up. This has to be massive. This would be huge. And I think that's like one of those things you say so that you have to think bigger and it forces you to think bigger and and get there. And we landed at 4,000 registrants, which I think is still great, but it didn't reach the 10,000 goal. But the, the goals come from basically like backing out of our conversion metrics. So if we have 100 leads or we have 100 registrants for a webinar, say, we can usually convert 5% of those, I'd say, like conservatively into a meeting, 30% of those into an opportunity. We have our like ACV value that we can multiply. So for every one opportunity we create, we need 50 registrants and we can kind of like, we did have an, an exceptional revenue story at the end of the day, like looking at what we actually drove from those 4,000 visitors, we generated 1.7 million in pipeline. So huge impact for the business. After the sponsorships, uh, we spent, I think, about 40K out of pocket. So that's like a 40-something X ROI. So we're pretty happy with that. Molly, what was the sales team's reaction to this? Because what you just described to me would like, like your head of sales has to be on fire right now. Just like so soaked, like, hey, Molly, what do you got next in the hopper? Like, you're amazing. Like, um, But what was the reaction to it initially? And then what was the reaction after? I think initially it was like, that sounds cool. So when we first kind of like shared this with the company, we do a quarterly offsite with our company and it was first week of August. We did a like marketing pre-offsite where we like dreamt up this idea and we ordered tiki torches on Amazon and like the buffs. And we like had this big plan to like come in, light them on fire and like come in chanting and this whole thing. Somebody from the venue cut wind of the fire thing and said, we can't do that. <laughs> so we did not light them, but we did like, we played the music, we came in chanting and did the whole thing. So we like had some hype about it at our offsite. I think the team was like, that makes sense. Like knowing me, cause I've been with the company, like, although I'm new to marketing, been with the company, they're like, this makes sense that this is what Molly would do as soon as she joined marketing. <laughs> like this, all of this checks out, but I think it wasn't until they start like taking meetings. Like once we really started with distribution, it's all over LinkedIn. Everybody's talking about it. They're having sales meetings where people are like, holy shit, what are you doing? Our team, I mean, obviously like they value the pipeline, they value getting the meetings, but they really value the brand awareness that they get from it too, where people are like, oh my God, Muni is amazing. And I think that really helps them have an easier time throughout the, the sales process as well. Ben, you kind of predicted my questions, but I also sort of wanted to ask you, because Molly, I've done that same analysis where you're like, look, if we get a thousand people at this event and this many on average convert, then we'll get this many ops. Does that work for sales? Is that I, I know that might also be for not for sales, for more like your CFO or leadership. 
But does running those backward numbers, does that mean anything to you? Or you're just like, cool, I'll see it when it happens? I think about it in two ways. So first and foremost, re like retrospectively, to be able to say you generated one point whatever in pipeline is like always going to get the ears parked at the sales team. Right. That makes sense. But Molly, what you just said at the end there, actually, I think is what a lot of salespeople at Mutiny right now probably are feeling is when they get on a call with somebody and they're like, so what piqued your interest in Mutiny? Like, how can we help you today? And Natalie's like, oh yeah, like I am just like a big fan of like your marketing team. And I saw you all were running like XYZ campaign, like the survivor thing. It was really, really cool. And, you know, I've been thinking about reaching out to you for a while and I just decided to come inbound. Like that's the, like the little things, like those little comments that I guarantee prospects are making when they're chatting with your sales team right now and for months to come that is going to get your sales team super, super stoked and list like a tremendous amount of confidence in you in future initiatives and just your team broadly. So yes, like, from the numbers perspective, the pipeline is there and it makes a lot of sense. But I think to your point, Molly, maybe the more impactful piece of this, not only for Mutiny as a company, but the sales team is the brand awareness that you've created. Because when we have leads that come inbound that tell me, oh yeah, like I love Natalie. Like I love your brand at Nevada. I see you guys all over LinkedIn. I know I need to be using you and interact with demos. Like it is just a home run. And it's just like literally a two sentence statement from a prospect. But as a salesperson, when you hear that, you immediately are like, this is a hot lead. I'm going to close this. And I'm not going to close this because I'm amazing. I'm closing this because my marketing team just like threw me an alley-oop. Yeah. And, and I, we also lean in with our sales deals and, and customers as well. And so a lot of times our customers are like, can I talk to Ryan? Or, or I've like started to get involved with some of our bigger deals and do like strategic sessions with customers as well. And, you know, I can kind of play both the like CX, what you'll get if you join us from the CX side and the marketing side. So we can sort of sell ourselves. <laughs> Natalie, I, I want to take the mic here. I want to learn from you. What was your first reaction when you heard about Survivor? And as a sponsor, like how is sponsoring affected your business at Nevatic? Yeah, I think for us, when we heard about it, I think like Regina and Arthur came and talked to us about it. We're like, the second we heard it, I was like, yeah, we'll make budget for it. Like I didn't have budget for this. I had basically used up all my events budget. But I mean, I always have a little bit of budget saved. And it wasn't, you guys were also doing something that was reasonable, which I appreciated. But I just knew like anything you guys are doing that's different and unique, like we want to be a part of. And sort of for the exact reason you described of, hey, people look to mutiny. They think it's awesome. It's such a brand they respect. Like, I hate to say this, but we're almost like, what are those little fish that like follow the big shark? It's a strategy. <laughs> yeah, like the, a little bit of like, oh, if, if we know if we associate ourselves with a brand that's so well respected, that that will carry down a little bit to us. I promise that's not our whole marketing strategy. Just like, <laughs> no, I, I, we, I mean, we were the little fish too. And a lot of like who we chose to speak at these, you know, as speakers and, and who we chose as sponsors too, like. That's the game. We're all playing it. Yeah. And you can't see, but Ben just started like hysterically laughing at me when I said that. Um, but to your point, we we got that effect too. We had a lead come in last week who said they heard about us and they literally mentioned like Natalie was on Survivor. We had more people know about us when we went to the Survivor in-person finale. More people were familiar with us. They'd heard about us before. And I think some of that brand recognition kind of carries on. And it it just goes to show like, I think similar to just in like personal relationships, who you choose to associate yourself with, that there's another added benefit of this brand work that you all do because people want to be associated with you. Like it was such a no brainer to sponsor it. And when asked about sponsoring for a lot of new events, I might have to, again, do the whole 
well, you know, if we sponsor, we could get this many offs or this much pipeline. Like I almost didn't even need to do that with Mutiny. Everyone was just like, oh, it's a Mutiny event. Duh, we should sponsor it. Like we know it's a great fit audience. We know it's going to be something cool. So I think that's another added bonus of brand work that people don't think about. Yeah. And I think one of the um, the really cool things that we did in this experience was like built the Nevadic product experience into the game in a really cool way. So like we also picked sponsors that were going to like mesh well with the overall system of what we were building. And so every one of our sponsors had their own Nevadic product tour that was sponsored by Nevadic embedded within the game that the players got points for completing. So players were incentivized to go and do these. We had dozens of players like actually do all of them, like go through every single one of them to get points. And definitely I know I heard from some of the sponsors that they generated good leads from going through those flows. And I'm sure like generated a lot of good awareness for y'all as well. Yeah, I thought that was such a cool idea when you guys came to it. And like, we're always down to plaster demos anywhere. So we were totally on board. And I think what it was really fun about it was like, I've sponsored virtual events before where they're like, okay, you'll get a booth and then you can put a white paper in your booth. And then you see someone goes to your booth and you're kind of like, did you care about our product at all? Or do you have any awareness of what we do? Or did you just like think I gave a good talk? So you came to our booth. You don't really know. So I kind of love this idea that you also gave sponsors a tangible list of like, hey, not only just your people who looked at your booth page or went to your booth, but like they literally went through your entire product because they were incentivized to. And walk away not just knowing your name, but actually what you do. We'll definitely be thinking about that for future events too. On our side, that was, I was curious, like a lot of the actual execution, the results, how it happened. I think the biggest thing I'd be curious about is I know you're doing a season two and I'm, this might be too early to ask, but I would just love to hear like, what were the things where you took away that you're like, this was a home run. We need to do this for every event. This small detail made it so much better. And maybe one of the things we were like, ooh, maybe we don't need to do that again next time. Yeah, I think the like virality components that we built into it were just an absolute game changer. I think we started the whole like the day one, episode one, when it was released. I think it was we had like 2000 people sign up, maybe 2500. But the referral incentive, so we had uh, we gave points, 50 points for every player you signed up with your referral code. So people really quickly realized like this is a good way to stack up some points. So they were getting a lot of referrals coming in. And then we gave points on every challenge for sharing on social and also creating a loom of your challenge, like you completing your challenge. So we've generated a lot of user generated content from that. And we've also incentivized people to continue to post about it day after day. I think those virality loops are absolutely critical. And I don't know that they always work, like not those exact plays, right? If you're not doing a game, I don't know how you incentivize it in the same way. But like, I think that's something that we really need to think about moving forward is like getting a strong distribution strategy, making sure that you have, you know, everyone who's on LinkedIn does know about this, but why not just LinkedIn? Like, should we be on TikTok? Should we be like on Twitter? Like, where should we be posting about these things to bring people in? I think that's like something that that really we need to take forward in everything we do moving forward. And I think that kind of ties into the brand theme earlier because it's not just, oh, I attended this random conference, but like I attended Mutiny's conference. Like you can tell people want to associate it with their personality because you've done such a good job at showing if you're a forward thinking conversion focused marketer, then you align with the Mutiny brand. And in some ways, it's almost like a flex to be 
know, I'm part of this mutiny game show or when I won an award, like I think I thought it was really smart that you guys had multiple awards for different weeks too, because there's like multiple ways people could show off and also could benefit them as a marketer, right? Like that's something you could maybe even put on your resume. Mm -hmm. Yeah, award-winning marketer. (laughs) Exactly. Cool. Well, Ben, any other final questions from you or thoughts around more creative branded campaigns? Um, nothing in particular. Just wanted to, Molly to give a shout out that I had the opportunity to go to the finale event in New York City last Wednesday, and it was so much fun. It was an incredibly well-run event. Uh, everybody really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, really excited to be partnered uh, with you and your team. And also just quick plug, I tell all of my friends who hit me up who were like, hey, I'm looking for a new gig or hey, I want to break into tech. I said everybody to meet me because I'm such a big fan of what you all are doing. So we're really excited to be partnered with you. Oh, Thank you. Yeah, we love working with your team as well. And uh, I think we like must have missed each other because I was there too in New York. And I sat with your CEO and he was saying that you guys are seeing really good luck with building one-to-one product demos for accounts. And it just like lit up my brain of like the the mashup between Mutiny's ability to target people on the website and then the like one-to-one experience you can show them with Nevadic. Like, I really want to uh, try that out and, and see how that works for us. Well, we'll be having some internal experiments around that too. So I think there's some cool playbooks. Stay, stay tuned for everyone listening. And just also big shout out, Molly, like I worked with you obviously on the sponsorship side and just saw you build everything from zero to 100 and was just so impressed to see. Again, like every week I was like, oh, this cool new thing came out. And then now they're doing this. And now they're doing this. Like the level of detail and just new things that constantly made it entertaining and fresh. Like, I don't think people realize how much goes into these types of campaigns. And it's those small details that make it fantastic or not. Oh, thank you so much. This has been so fun. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. This is actually our last recording of the year. So, I mean, probably come out in the new year, but thanks for being our last recording. And then I guess if anyone wants to learn a little more about the campaign, maybe get excited for next year, anything to plug or anywhere they should look. Yes, I have two CTAs. One, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I love to connect on LinkedIn. You can find me there, Molly Bruckman. And then two, I also manage our M2 community. It's a Slack community. It is the two M's of M2. I think not many people know this. The two M's are modern marketer. So if you consider yourself to be a modern marketer and just really great place for people to network, grow their skills. We have weekly growth hour discussions on different topics. We run a lot of events. If you're hiring or looking to be hired, like a great way to network with folks. So feel free to to apply there too. That's mutinyhq.com slash community and you can apply and I will see you there. And one final plug I'll give for y'all is I am in probably 15 different Slack communities and I'm gonna be honest, M2 is one of the few I check. It is that high quality. Oh, <laughs> I personally curate everyone who gets in. So I keep the quality bar very high. It's awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm so impressed still by your cocktail, too. I think you might have won the best cocktail award of the year. Oh, yay. Award-winning marketer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But thanks, Molly. This is awesome. And it's always great to see you. Yeah, great to chat with you guys. Cheers. Cheers.